Hello, you're listening to Inkling Nation, the podcast about Splatoon, Splatoon 2, and occasional Nintendo news. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm Jamie. Our Inklings are named... Jamie. And Alex. Man, it's been a minute. It has been a hot, long minute. You know, it's something we don't typically talk about on this show, hmm. but it's in the show notes every single week. Well, when we do it every single week. Um, our Switch codes are totally in the show notes. So if, if you listen to this pod and you want to play some Splatoon with us, check those notes. Yeah. So uh, before we get into Splatoon, uh, let's cut to an ad about another video game. Okay. Listeners, let me tell you about my game Robo v Dino. You and your friends pick up garbage, which is cool of you, then you throw the garbage at dinosaurs, which isn't cool of you, but it is cool. Fight off fire-breathing T-Rexes and evade charging Dimetrodons in dinosaur habitats like the Dinosaur, the Stalker Exchange, and the Rarcade. Score points by picking up KO dinosaurs before they wake up and throw them into the dumpsters, claw grabbers, and party boats. Robo v Dino is for players of all ages, skill levels, and for friends that like working together for the high score. But Alex, you say, somehow knowing my name, can I experience this fossil-fueled arcade action single player? That's a yes, my friend. A big yes. Robo v Dino is out now for $4.99 on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Visit Steam and search Robo v Dino. That's R-O-B-O-V-D-I-N-O. Or visit robovdino.com for more info. Now back to your show. That game. That was the best ad yet. Love it. Oh, wait. Was it the same one? Um, I think so. Well, I still like it. Still good. Every time. Fresh and new. So, uh, it's as you said, for the advertisement, uh, it's been a hot long minute. We're going to have to cover a lot of ground here. Um, I guess we should get some old news out of the way. Splat... What are they called? Splatfest. 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 I won. Uh, yeah. Jamie was Team Fork. I was Team Spoon. Um, we tried to do the ultimate competition... Um, we ate pizza and I chose the spoon and I was able to eat pizza better than I thought I could. But not as well as you can eat it with a fork. It was less efficient. Mm -hmm. But then we switched over to ice cream. I feel like the ice cream test was rigged because mine was way more frozen than yours was. Well, I mean, that's where the, I mean, that's something you got to deal with. I mean, yours was like half melted. Yeah. Well, our, my pizza was fully melted. So, well, I still think Fork was appropriate in winning. Although when we were playing, you were doing a fine job for Spoon, and I was not doing very great for Fork, so... Yeah, which is uh, why I'm surprised about the results. It felt like uh, just, I mean, feeling the crowd out. It seemed like Splatoon... Uh, or Splatoon... Sploon. Spoon. Spoon was doing a really good job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, it's a rare thing that I actually win more than I lose. Marina just can't win a Splatfest. Mm-mm. No, it's like it's like a just like a, a fact that she's always going to lose. If Pearl lost, I bet that would be the end of Inkopolis. It might be. So maybe I mean, what if wouldn't that be a great twist? If Nintendo's holding all these Splatfests, and they already like it's already in. Like they know what the results are going to be because it's going to be Pearl every time. Probably. And Splatoon three is going to be a hundred percent about like the Octolings being like, oh man, all these Splatfests—they were lies. Yep. I'm sure there's. There's going to be some grand conspiracy that gets revealed. Totally. Do you think they'll release another Splatoon on the Switch, or will they wait until they have another console? You know, I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like where Nintendo's been so open to just like constantly updating Splatoon, uh, or rather Splatoon Two, they might just like wait it out till the next console comes out and try to like get uh, Splatoon 3's launch title. That would be my guess. 
Well, I have fallen in love with Splatoon 2 in a way that Split, the, the original Splatoon didn't catch me. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we talked about this in previous episodes, but the original game's like super good, but it's still definitely not as polished as the second game. Yeah. And like, I remember it's you, shocking. I remember you making me play Splatoon with you, and it was fun, but I think... I'm <laughs> making you. I think part of the problem was is that you'd been playing it so much that you were super crazy good, and I thought I had to use this particular weapon. Like, I really like to use the brushes, and maybe if I had taken some time to figure out what I really liked in the first Splatoon, I would have liked it more, but I think when you got me to play it with you, you were already so good that it kind of took the fun out of it. You right now are way better than i was in splatoon 1 <laughs> it's like a it's like a how in like dragon ball it's like everyone gets like more powerful like a couple of years later like oh man the most powerful like um aliens and people that ever lived yeah oh man just like since last week we got more powerful than anybody yeah everyone's getting as powerful as goku and goku's like just has to keep getting more powerful yeah he's, he's got to be number one he's got like a edge him out yeah yeah it's not fair nobody can be on equal footing with him yep not even that means Vegeta. I'm Goku. Eh, mm. I think you're more of a Krillin, but oof. <laughs> Actually, if you look at my uh, my uh, battle stats, I'm more of a Krillin for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Poor Krillin or Yamcha. You can be Yamcha. Ah, oh, that's. It. Did you read the? Did you uh, see? That there's like going to be like a Yamcha manga. What? It was basically just about him getting his ass kicked. Oh my god. Like they fully embrace, like yeah, it's a, he's kind of a shitty character. Let's just uh, let's just beat him up. Aww. I I I think it's just if I can find that and stick it in the show notes because it like I I don't have an interest in reading it, but conceptually it's funny. Yeah, I like it. Yamcha loses Bulma to Vegeta. So much drama in Dragon Ball that they kind of just like gloss over and just do all the fighting scenes all the time. Ah, totally. <sighs> oh well. So, uh, other Splatoon news. Um, uh, did any new weapons come out since we last uh, had an app? Probably. Did I don't we talk about so. the Blah Blobber? Yeah, we talked about Blah We talked about Bob Blah Blah's Law Blog. Yes. Um, listeners, we Oh, have to man, take... that reminds me. I got a funny joke. Well, it's not a joke. It's a funny story. Okay, so we just got a new um, calendar at work. I mean, this sounds super, super lame, but bear with me. So this is where I put all our online events for the library. And um, one of my coworkers put in Bob Law's Law Blog workshop. It was excellent. And we couldn't get it deleted out. So our public library calendar for several weeks said that we were having a Law Blog workshop from Bob Law Blob. And... It was finally deleted, but... Oh, that's sad. It was all right. Yeah, anyway. Calendar story, good times. So, yeah, I don't think any new weapons. There aren't any new stages. Man, maybe it's a good thing we took, like, a little uh, hiatus. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think about the shifty station this time around? Does one add the gates? You, like, shoot, like, a button and the gates pop open? I did like the gates. I thought that was a really cool thing. That they should get, like, get into a regular rotation map. Yeah, I think I did the best on Shifty Station. And it was really satisfying to be able to get into the other team's area. And even if they shut the gate, if you're in there and they don't splat you, you're like free reign all over their turf. Yeah, I like that the bases actually were a huge chunk of the map. So there was like incentive to like try to get into the other base. Instead of just like, oh, we got our base and in the middle part, we don't have to do anything. Yeah. 
So it was a good. That was a good one because there were a couple of strategies you could try. You could really ink your own base and then just keep them out of it, or you could just rush it to their base and then just try not to get splatted. So yeah, I never like that shifty station. I don't feel like there's that like any weapon that's like overly powerful for it either. Yeah. Like that's oftentimes a problem with some of the shifty stations, but this one is it felt good. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was fun. Hmm. What's some other Splatoon news? Um I think I bought all of the gear. Oh no, really? I think I have all of it. And did you know, because I've been doing research for our costumes, that Oh that's some Splatoon news. We're, uh, listeners, we are making some uh, Splatoon costumes well, hold on, for hold Rose on, City Comic Con. So I was doing research for our costumes and like the t-shirts I made for us if you buy them in ye old cloth shop or whatever he calls it, it's like 400 coins. Oof. But if you buy it from the Splatnet store it's a thousand. What? Yes! So there's a markup and it was on both the shirts that we have. Um, Yeah, so there you go. So the the app's got a markup? Oh yeah. Oh for that sure. sucks. And Yeah. So yeah, we're working on costumes. Uh we're going to Rose City Comic Con in Portland. And we decided we we're gonna be inklings, obviously. Yep. Squidows. And uh it's been a challenge, but I'm always down for a good challenge. We're we disassembled one our broken, oh uh, yeah, Libman, Libman. I, I don't know. It's uh, if you go to the if you go to like the I don't know Fred Meyer or whatever or Kroger, they've got like these uh, like it's, the cleaning aisle. There's like all these green cleaning uh, implements, and they've got like these Swiffer like mops. Yeah, um, it's the green Swiffer mop. Yeah, that's a different brand. It's not even like in a box or anything. It's just kind of like just hanging, hanging out. So it was broken and Alex said he was going to fix it. But instead we decided to dismantle it and we're going to repurpose it into a brush. Yeah. And like, I mean, that sounds like a, it's going to be kind of terrible, but it's actually coming uh, together better than I thought it would. Uh, there's like this tank thing that looks just the, it's like about the right uh, size and shape to be the octopus's head on the brush. And there's like a, uh, and like the handle is about the right angle for it. Uh, and we've got like some, uh, we've got something to, uh, fashion bristles out of it we were able to buy a uh, what is it do we get a pipe cutter or a pipe bender pipe cutter got a pup, pipe cutter from the hardware store and cut the handle of the pipe off yeah pro tip for listeners uh pipe cutters are great Even they're if, awesome uh, like especially if you're a gamer you could like just cut some pipes yeah well and this is i mean it's a really light i mean it's a pipe frame but it's really light so i don't think pvc would be any lighter we've had this discussion but yeah, so we've got almost the base done. We have five days to do this. We got it. Yeah. But anyway, I did do our t-shirts are done. So Alex is going to be wearing a blue incline. Oh, man, glad you remembered. Blue mountains tee. That's what yours is. And I'm going to be wearing the scallop mint tee. And it's like, I'm glad I looked at my inkling because... There's two mirrored logos on the front, and then there's also a, a logo across the back of it. Um, and I, we were able to get shirts on clearance because the back-to-school sales are over here. So our t-shirts were like five bucks a piece, and they're a really nice poly blend. And then I bought some heat transfer vinyl, used my fancy silhouette cutting machine, cut out the logos, ironed them on, and they look legit. 
Listeners, I'm going to call it right now. Episode art, if you take a look at it, it is those t-shirts that Jamie just, just described. Excellent. Good. Um, so the t-shirts are done, and that was good because I've been hemming and hawing for a long time. And I started working last night on the most intimidating piece for me, because even the brush, I don't think it's going to be that difficult, but making the tentacle hair is has been very intimidating because I'm not a sewer. So I've been working on that. You're now. not a squid. And I'm not a squid. And I don't want to work. I don't want to wear a fleece hat. So we have really stretchy spandex, which is hard to use. And I have a hand sewing machine. And we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Hopefully next weekend we'll have pictures we can post after Comic Con. The whole finish shebang. Tweet them out. Yeah. Um, just getting some uh, getting some shout outs. Shout outs. Um, I've got uh, I've got the name Ryan written down on uh, the show notes, and I'm sure that Ryan did something really cool during uh, one of the Splat Fests or Salmon Run or something. Um, Ryan, if you're out there, uh, you did something to warrant getting like a mention in the show notes. So good going. Way to go, Ryan. Hold on, I'm going to look up some people. Uh, while Jamie looks up some people, let me give a quick name drop here. What's the name drop? Promotion. Whatever. For the Meg. Go see it. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, the it's Meg. A giant shark movie. Man, that was a few weeks ago, too. Yeah, it's probably still in theaters if you're listening to this, like, this week. <laughs> From the past. Yeah, you can go to the cheap theater and see it. I actually saw it really good. So, I Intel has a newsletter, um, and that's so why I get it. And so, they were talking about the AI they used to create the Megalodon, and it was pretty cool. It was an interesting read. So, they needed an AI to make the giant shark? Yeah. To make mm. it lifelike and like render realistically it was an interesting article huh. i don't think they got into the mind of the shark but ooh, i have a friend request oh boy azuri you from facebook oh i must know this person i think you do who is it that's uh, ben oh all right hey ben we're friends Woo! um I don't know. Most of the people that I used to have friended are all have they've all abandoned for Fortnite. And yeah, I, Fortnite's like uh taking everybody away from Splatoon. I kept trying to think of like a knockoff Fortnite game that I could make that would be comparable. It's like Castle Evening. Oh yeah. I was thinking well Fort oh, I wasn't thinking of Fortnite like that. I was thinking like Fortnite like two weeks. So I heard that uh, the uh, Switch version of Fortnite has voice chat in-game. Gross. I don't ever want to do voice chat. Right? So, like, I'm kind of, like, even averse to playing games that have voice chat in it or have a culture built in that people uh, um, don't use, like, private voice chat channels like Discord. Because, like, like, other people are going to put, like, you're going to play against people that do some level of coordination with voice chat if it's available by default. The problem is you have to listen to other people that you don't know and yeah, like play no. game with them, which is just not fun. No thanks. So yeah, I'm I I, I was kind of cooled off on the idea of playing a uh, Fortnite on Switch. Uh, there have been rumors that they're going to put um, Overwatch on Switch, though. I'm kind of keen to play that. Oh yeah, I have several coworkers who are obsessed with Overwatch. Overwatch, Undertale, Fortnite—they all sound <laughs> the same to me. I'm actually kind of thinking about picking up PS4 so I can play their coworkers in Overwatch. Mm-hmm. That's like, cool. I get for like the PC, but I'm, I don't know anybody that has uh, plays Overwatch on PC. I can't do it. It looks really fun. 
I can't do any shout outs because my phone's dead and I have no idea who I friended recently. Um, I'll shout Jason Statham for fighting that shark. And I'm, I'm going to shout out Ed Harris for being the better. The first bald man in a pot underwater. Man, watched The Abyss the other day. Love it. Still love that movie. What a great movie. I want to watch it again. That's another good underwater Sphere, movie. awesome. Samuel uh, L. Jackson. He's also in Deep Blue Sea. He is. You can do a whole good. theme of like undersea, what would you call them, disaster movies? They're not all monster movies. Yeah, like if you got a thing undersea, like it's in a movie, it's a, about guaranteed it's going to implode. Yeah. There's something wrong. There's never like an undersea. Like even Sea Lab 2021 is a yeah. It's a running wreck. gag that the whole thing is gonna blow up. Yeah, happen every episode. Man, that's one of my favorite things. I think I like the undersea movies better than it's a good space. genre. Love it. You know exactly what you're gonna get, and uh, they can like add little subtle twists. Like Severe was like this weird like sci-fi horror thing. And Michael then, uh, Crichton. Yeah, totally. And uh, then Meg was just like a dumb popcorn flick, and I don't uh, remember that guy's name. Jason Statham? No, the guy who wrote the books. Oh, so oh, someone wrote. Oh, that's right. You told me there was books. There's like six books. And I was like, how could you write a book about that? No, there's six of them. How could you write six books about a shark attacking somebody? How, why do we have so many Sharknados? Nobody knows. It just happens. I keep thinking of Peter Benchley, but he's the guy who wrote Jaws. He didn't write The Mig. Anyway. How's his book about the giant squid? Mm. Meh. I don't think I finished it. Jaws was okay, though. As a yeah, book. Jaws is actually an okay book. Yeah. Listener, you're looking for a book? Check out Jaws. It's actually pretty This turned pretty good. into a reader's advisory thing. I'm trying to think of a good, like, book about squids. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Meh. Yeah, like, the squid is, like, a kind of an attraction, isn't it? Like, a, I don't yeah, remember, like... Yeah, it's just like, a piece. It's not, like, the... I remember most of that book was just, like, uh, this guy hanging out with Cap- uh, Captain Nemo, and then the story about this, um, um, uh... Uh, vaguely spectrum guy that like collected like leaf prints and uh oh, the, the sea captain's yes. romance oh that was adorable yeah that was not as epic as it should have been yeah, what's that guy's name uh starts like an n um the the canadian oh, dang, sea captain what was his, his name? name was i don't know yeah anyway same thing with like um oh what was the other like epic that's supposed to be it's stupid oh moby dick oh yeah really Nobody ever points this out, but it's really just that Ishmael is insane. Like, he kills everybody on the ship and then blames it on this giant white whale. Yeah. Reread Moby Dick or read it for the first time with that in mind, and you'll totally see that Ishmael is insane. Yeah, because what's more plausible? uh, Guy goes nuts and, like, kills everybody on a boat or a white whale. Kills everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Although it is a good story. I like the art in the children's version because there's a really awesome picture of a giant whale with like a ton of spears in it. And he is super pissed. Yeah, just went like just nuclear pissed on the boat. It was awesome. Love it. Classic book art's really good. Yeah, unfortunately I crafted over that image. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, that about does it. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good day.